You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 74 of The Music Room. Today's topic is practicing rhythm with primary greats. I actually got this idea from one of my Instagram followers. I posted an Instagram story a while back asking people for suggestions for podcast topics, and this was one of them. And there are a lot of really fun ways to practice rhythm with primary grades, so let's dig in. Before we begin, I do want to mention that this is a blog post as well as a podcast episode, so if you go to my blog at mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com slash podcast, you will find the show notes, but like I said, it's also a blog post. All right, here we go. When I talk about rhythm in primary grades, first we have the concept in kindergarten is when I typically teach that, the concept of beat versus rhythm. So in kindergarten, we start with a lot of steady beat activities. Once they have steady beat solidified, then we move into the way the words go or word rhythm or whatever you want to call it and solidify that. And then we do a lot of like beat versus rhythm activities. I do have a separate podcast episode all about beat versus rhythm, and I will link to that in the show notes. So in today's podcast episode, I'm more talking about like once students understand the difference between beat and rhythm, and then they're moving into rhythmic concepts like ta and titi or quarter and eighth notes, whatever you want to call it, quarter rest, ticket, ticket, that kind of thing, the rhythmic concepts that you would practice in the primary grades. And a lot of these activities I'm going to mention would work well for upper elementary as well, but I'm just highlighting activities that work especially well with the primary grades. All right, so first we have rhythm reading. When I am preparing ta and titi, I use the icons long and short short. So even at that point, I've had students read patterns with long and short short where they might you know, see a flashcard that has the pattern long, long, short, short, long, or short, short, long, short, short, long, or whatever that might be. They go ahead and read those patterns. And then obviously once they know ta and titi, then they could read flashcards with ta and titi or with rest or whatever concept you're working on. It's a really great way to first practice a rhythmic concept once they know it. A fun way to just make it a little bit more challenging is I first start with the rhythm flashcards being four beats apart, then I move to two beats apart, then no beats apart, which is really good for tracking and for musical memory because you're switching to the next card before they're actually done with the first card when you're doing no beats apart. So that's a great way to first practice a rhythmic concept. Rhythm play-along videos have also gotten really popular, especially with distance learning and teachers needing a way for students to practice rhythm without actually being there with them. So there are a lot of really great rhythm play-along videos, and a lot of them you could just have students read the rhythm pattern, or you could also hand out non-pitch percussion and have them play along. I will embed a couple videos in the blog post of videos that you could use any time of the year with primary grades. I think one is for ta and titi and one is for rest. And I have a lot on my YouTube channel that have different themes, but there are also a lot of them on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube and search for rhythm play along videos and whatever concept you're looking at, you will find plenty. So that's a really fun way to practice rhythm through rhythm reading. And then number two would be rhythm playing. So with rhythm reading, if you're using the rhythm play along videos, you might also be playing, but you could also just hand out non-pitch percussion instruments and have students play rhythm patterns with flashcards or with a rhythm on the board or whatever. 
I have a cart from Ikea. I will link to a blog post in the show notes about Ikea finds and one of them is this really great cart that I use for all of my non-pitch precaution. So what I do instead of just handing students whatever instrument I think they should play, I let them choose and that's just a really nice way to have some student agency. So I show them all of the instruments that I have and thankfully I have you know, five or so or more of each instrument. So I usually have enough that students can get their first or second choice of instrument. So I show them all the instruments, review how to play them, and then they come and get their instrument of choice. They have to put it down in front of them. So this is a really great way to practice self-regulation because they really want to play that instrument, but they have to put it down in front of them until everyone's ready. And then once everybody has an instrument, I show them a flashcard. We first read it together. Then I have them pick up their instrument and then we play it together and they really enjoy this. And it's a good way to practice because instead of just saying the rhythm syllables, they have that physical practice of actually playing an instrument. You could also have students go to barred instruments or ORF instruments and show them a rhythm card. Again, they just say the rhythm pattern first. And then if you have the barred instrument set up in C pentatonic or whatever pentatonic, then they can play whatever bars they want to that rhythm pattern. Right, so they might play like for ta ta ti ti ta. Maybe they play like C D E D C or whatever, right? Or they could even play two bars at the same time. But it sounds pretty good when it's in pentatonic because even though everyone's playing different notes, it's just typically going to sound pretty good because it's pentatonic. Um, so as long as you don't have every single bar up, it will work. So that that's also a fun way to practice rhythm, and especially with primary grades, they want to play instruments so badly. That's a fun way to bring instruments into the classroom. Activity number three for rhythm practice with primary grades is rhythm decoding. So for this, I often start just with some echo clapping where I clap a pattern like and students are echoing that and we go back and forth with whatever concept we're working on. I clap a pattern, they echo it back, and then I'll clap the pattern, but they have to say it back. So if I clap, then they have to say ti-ti-ta, ti-ti-ta, or whatever rhythm syllables you use. And then once students are pretty comfortable with that and are doing well with that, then I like to play a game on my smart board, or I actually have a ViewSonic now, on my interactive whiteboard where they listen to a pattern and then they have to identify which of the three patterns um, or which of the four patterns or however the game is set up they are hearing. I will link to a couple really fun games in the show notes for this, but there are plenty out there. If you just search, you know, rhythm game and then whatever concept you're working on, on Teachers by Teachers, you'll find some, but I especially like the ones, like I said, where they have to listen to a pattern kind of, and, and I usually will play the pattern for them a few times and then they have to identify it. And this can work at really well as an assessment. You could have students you know, close their eyes and raise their hand for the correct answer. I typically will write down anybody who's absent that day, and then I'm writing down the names of students who are answering incorrectly, so that way you're not having to write down how every single student is answering. And then at the end of the assessment, you have a really good idea of who has answered how, and, you know, student A maybe answered four patterns were incorrect, but student B answer perfectly. So you can, you know, get a much better idea of how each student is doing with rhythmic audiation. 
And another way to take an assessment like that is to use Plickers cards. Uh, so if you go to plickers.com, you can download the free Plickers cards. They're kind of like the clickers they had back in the day where students would enter their answer and you would see what they inputted and have some good data from that, but they're free. So they hold up this thing that kind of looks like a QR code and you scan all of their answers with your phone and then you know how they've answered. It's really awesome. I can also link to a blog post about Plickers in the show notes, so you can check that out if you haven't yet used Plickers. I will say that Plickers cards do work well with upper elementary. For primary grades, if you wanted to do something like this with primary grades, I would suggest starting with maybe second grade or maybe even third grade first, just to kind of get the idea of how they work and then going from there. All right, activity number four for practicing rhythm with primary grades is rhythm dictation. So to really get a good understanding of whether students understand a rhythmic concept and can hear the rhythm patterns, you can have them dictate. So one way that works really well with primary grades for practicing rhythm and rhythmic dictation is to use popsicle sticks. And I have a blog post that I will link to all about popsicle sticks and how I've used them. And then another way to do rhythm dictation is with dry erase boards. So if you have dry erase boards and dry erase markers, and then you would also need erasers. You could either get markers that have like an eraser on the end of them, I have some of those, or you can get some kind of eraser. I've used anything from Kleenex to like, I have like this, these makeup pads that I use for erasers, so whatever works. And if you don't have enough for a full class, you could do something like this in centers, like if you just have six. Okay, that's great. You can do that during a center. Or if you have enough for a full class, then everyone gets their own dry erase board, dry erase marker, and eraser. And then you could start off with like you saying a pattern and they have to write it down. That can be a good way to make sure that everyone's on the right track and they're able to you know, dictate what you're saying from left to right. And then you could clap a pattern or play it on a non-pitch percussion instrument and they have to write it. And then again, just like I said with the rhythm game, you can just kind of look around the room and see who's not dictating the pattern correctly. And then you can have some good information about how well students can dictate. Students will often want to write with like note heads, but I explained that that just waste ink. So instead of writing with the circles and coloring them in and all of that, they could just write with stick notation if you use stick notation in your classroom. If you don't, then they can just write with the standard notation. But another way, they just love having a dry erase marker. They really do. (laughs) All right. And then activity number five for rhythm practice with primary grades is creating rhythm. So students, you know, that's a great way to see how well they understand is if they're able to create with that rhythm and then perform it. So composition cards can be a fun way to have students do this. This could be as simple as you taking some index cards and writing several different rhythm patterns down on them. And each student or each group gets a set, each small group gets a set of index cards and they get to arrange them in any order they want. So they're more like arranging the rhythms than they are composing, but it's still a good way to have them create. And also if they are using popsicle sticks and dry erase boards, then often at the end of that activity, I will say, okay, now you get to create whatever you want. And they write whatever pattern. And often I don't even tell them like it has to be four beats long. I just tell them create whatever you want or compose whatever you want. And then they go ahead and do that. And they have a lot of fun with that because then they can like turn to the person next to them and share what they created. And maybe they can raise their hand and share it with the whole class. Uh, It's really fun. 
And I also love using fruit manipulatives to have students compose. So I have a couple blog posts about fruit manipulatives and I just got them from Amazon, but you could also get, they're, they're just like fake fruit that you could get from like Joann's or Michael's or whatever craft store you have in your area. And so let's say like they have an apple, that would be a TT. Um, if they have a pear, that would be a ta. If they have watermelon, that would be ticka ticka. If they have strawberry or blueberry, that would be tea ticka and so on. And they take the fruit and they put them in any order they want, maybe four beets or eight beets. And they read it first with fruit names like strawberry, pear, apple pear and then they read it with rhythm syllables like t ticka ta t t ta and they have a lot of fun with this just it's just nice for them to have something hands-on that they can create with all right so i hope that was helpful for you as you're thinking about ways to practice rhythm with primary grades i am going to talk about what i'm consuming Right, so I just started watching Abbott Elementary. I don't know if any of you have, but it's so fun. It is about uh, teachers at a elementary school who are, you know, they're struggling to have enough materials for their students, and they're also just dealing with the everyday life of being a teacher. COVID isn't in it, like there aren't any masks or anything like that, but it's a really good representation of what it's like to teach. Um, it's kind of filmed a little bit like The Office where, you know, they're kind of talking to the camera or whatever, but there are some moments in it that definitely ring true for what we, you know, deal with every day. I haven't seen, I think I've seen all but one of the episodes and I haven't seen any music teacher in it yet. I hope that they bring that in at some point. That would be really fun, but it's definitely a good laugh. And uh, yeah, you should check it out if you haven't yet. All right, I hope that was helpful for you. And um, like I said, this is a full blog post, so you can head on over to my blog at mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com. You can either click blog or podcast and you will find it. All right, happy teaching and have a great day. Mm -hmm.